I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined for the first time from the Blue Hardwood Podcast. What you got for me, Brian Zill? Nick, I'm hashtag humbled and honored to be here with you. Uh, unfortunately, we have a depressing post-game pod that we were going to review. Uh, it was nice to get a road win the other day versus the Charlotte Hornets, but unfortunately, not so much. Versus shorthanded Boston Celtics, no Kyrie, no Aaron Baines, and we still lose. Yeah, but but is it though? Is it that that bad of a loss? I mean, you kind of go into some of these now, and just any road game, I'm expecting the Mavs to lose. Now, I don't know if that's fair or not, <laughs> but they have the worst road record still in the NBA, and you're just like every time you go into a game, and even like the the, the Celtics without Kyrie, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So this is not. That's not a huge loss, even though he is, you know, going to be probably an all-star starter. We'll talk about the all-star voting, by the way, later. But even though he is, you know, this great player, this, you know, this clutch guy that, you know, is amazing at everything he does. Like, if they're without him, they still have all these guys. and They're still such a deep team, and they're probably the deepest team in the NBA right now. So I don't even really count that. <laughs> they were better without well, him only- last year. Oh, for sure. But you're really the only difference between this game and the first matchup. I mean, you, uh, Hayward didn't play that first game. So really, you're just flipping Hayward for Irving, essentially. So it's all, you, you beat almost the same team. Re- re- you know, obviously At home, they though, it's just game. completely different. Uh, yeah, true. But you just honestly is- can't with it with this Mavericks team. You honestly can't even compare games home and away anymore. It's like they're two different teams. It's the weird. It's it's so weird to me. I'll have to go back and I have to go back and do some research to see if, if there's a team with this much disparity between home and away. There has to be. I just can't remember it. And, and it's really weird, Nick, that we have we follow this team. There's always like a weird stat tied to this team. It seems like every year, like three or four years ago, we lost like the most overtime games in ever. <laughs> Last year, we were the worst clutch team in ever, and. <laughs> We're like the Jekyll and Hyde of NBA, like home and away. Like, I, I, it drives me crazy that this team is so good on the road or at home. I'm sorry. We've beaten Golden State, Boston, like very good teams, very good teams. And then we just fart and fall down on the road. We lose to <laughs> Atlanta. Uh, we, we can't beat anybody. I mean, we well, beat Phoenix Charlotte, twice. They were, Phoenix, twice Phoenix twice in Phoenix. And, <laughs> and they didn't even have Devin Booker for the second game. We got oh lit gosh. up by TJ Wolf freaking Warren, man. <laughs> and and it, it's Nick. I want to ask you personally, just because I keep on hearing this excuse. I I don't know if anybody can really circle why this team is so bad on the road. A lot of people try to use the excuse of this team is really young. Man, I was looking up some. <laughs> Uh, information on our before we uh, hopped on and re- started recording. This team is not that young. They're mm-hmm. actually the fourth oldest team in the NBA. Yep. So well, okay, we, you take out Dirk and they probably they probably fall a couple spots in that though. Right, but they're not as young as 
Denver or Chicago or Phoenix. Right. Like so, I saw I saw somebody on the uh, the Nets Reddit today. I tweeted this out. They tweeted out uh, a gif, and it's that gif of or not a gif. It's a, it's a meme of the uh, the two guys arm wrestling. I think one of them is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh-huh. I don't know who the other guy is. Uh, but they're arm wrestling. It's become this meme now. And one of them has a Mavericks logo on the shirt. One of them has a Nets logo on the shirt. And in the middle, it says, being a young team with tremendous upside. And I was like, that meme, and I didn't I didn't put a caption or anything on it, but that meme is completely false. There's nothing true about that meme because <laughs> the Mavericks are not a young team. They they have young pieces. They have two young pieces. They have three young pieces. They have Luka, obviously. They have Dennis. They have Jalen Brunson. Even... Like Dorian Finney Smith is already twenty five, I think. And Harrison Barnes twenty six. Maxi Kleba's twenty six. And you start going down the line, you know, we mentioned obviously the whole bench is old. I think I think Dwight Powell's now twenty seven or something like that. And with the Nets, I don't know about the the I don't, I don't know about the tremendous upside kind of thing with the Nets. <laughs> I don't know about that part about it. I, I really like Karis Levert, but uh but I don't know about the whole thing. If you're gonna commit to uh if you're gonna commit to either D'Angelo Russell or Spencer Dinwiddie, I don't know if you're Future is as bright as the Mavericks with Luca. Anyway, they just don't have anybody with as high of upside <laughs> as Luca. But, but I digress. So, yes, I completely agree with you. This is not a young team. However, one of the reasons why I think this team is so bad on the road is this is a roster that is basically comprised of all role players except for Luca. And Luca has come in, and we thought maybe he was going to be a role player at first. We thought that when he first came in, there's going to be an adjustment period. He's going to have to get used to the NBA 3. He's going to have to get used to different rules. He's going to have to get used to these different teammates. And he hasn't had as big of an adjustment period, especially scoring. He is he came in and scored you know, as, as well as we could have expected. He's setting all these records, doing all the stuff. He's averaging almost 20 points a game still. And... The rest of the team is all these role players. Even Harrison Barnes is a role player. Who he's, he's an overqual, a little bit of an overqualified role player, uh, but he right. is still a role player. And role players play way better at home than they do on the road. It's just the way that it is. Guys that are superstars are superstars for a reason because they can take it up to that next level in hostile environments, in wherever they go. They can literally just walk onto a basketball court and they can score wherever. Like look at James Harden the other night. James Harden can just walk onto wherever he wants. He could hit that same shot he hit against Golden State the other night. That guy can just walk onto a basketball court and he's an automatic bucket. Like that's just who he is. Lou Williams, a guy that's kind of the same way. Kyrie is a guy that's the exact same way. Uh, Marcus Smart, who went went wild tonight, he is a guy that's almost the same way. His game's going to translate anywhere. He's obviously not a superstar, but his game's just going to translate anywhere. And uh, the Mavericks just don't have guys that are they're like that. They they rely on the crowd. They rely on you know each other to to hit shots, and they rely on the three a lot. And and against the the Celtics tonight, man, at one point they were ten of forty from three. I don't I can't remember what it ended up being, but good lord, when this team doesn't hit threes, they're awful. They're just downright awful. And on the road, they 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 finished eleven of forty four from three, twenty five percent. Man, when they can't hit threes, that, that's it. That's it. Well, and it's funny that you bring that up, Nick. So out of this team right now, I would say there could be potentially three people that could get a a bucket that's like a non-three-pointer. You're looking at Barnes, Luca, Dennis, and then I guess you could even throw in JJ. But like you pointed out, in exception of Luca, everybody's pretty much a role player. So you, you can't expect... People like Berea to roll out and give you 20 each night. Those games, he's giving you 20. You better win those games. You better not waste that production. Because I, 
I want to read you off the plus because I know you and Nick love the plus minus. Not I'm not counting Jalen Brunson because he only played two. <laughs> we minutes. Isaac and I so, just bring up plus minus because Carlisle does it every he does it every single right, game. Right. He brings up plus minus for sure. So we'll start with Dirk. Dirk minus twenty three. Powell minus twenty two. DF uh, Dorian Finney Smith minus twenty five. Devin Harris minus fifteen. JJ minus fourteen. So and then of course everybody on Boston's team was a plus. Or, uh, that played, yeah. Everybody that played on Boston tonight was a plus. Well, yeah, it was a wire to wire win for the Celtics. The Mavericks never held the lead at all. <sighs> Not at all, and it, it's really bad now because you can almost. I never felt like the Mavericks were gonna. They had this game at all. Did you? No, no, no. I, there, there was times when they started coming back, but when their threes just weren't going down, and it started early, early and often they weren't hitting shots. And when they're not hitting shots, I, I have no hope for them to hit, to win games. So I have two questions. So usually people criticize like Barnes being able to go get a bucket. So I didn't feel like there was a lot of opportunity to just give Barnes the ball. Like how come that never happened? Yeah, that was a weird thing. He was the one guy that was actually hitting shots tonight. I mean, he he went six of twelve from the field and four of seven from three, and he's just been on fire recently. He's he's hit so many shots, and him and Luca are the two guys that should be taking you know the majority of the shots. And it does seem like like Harrison Barnes doesn't get a shot unless he kind of creates for himself, uh, or Luca creates for him, and Luca has to have the ball in order to do that. And they just run so much through DeAndre. And so much is, you know, Wes Matthews coming off things. And then if Dennis has the ball, he kind of either drives or or uh, does a pick and, you know, roll with DeAndre or, or tries to get something going for Wes. And it's just – it's kind of this weird thing where those – the two best offensive players are not getting the, you know, the, the opportunities that they need. Now, Luka took 16 shots. Barnes took 12 shots. But Barnes – this is a night Barnes should have taken like 20 shots. <laughs> I, I For think, sure. because he was the only guy that was hitting, he was hitting on anything and doing well. Yeah. And then another thing I noticed, Nick, in that first quarter, I felt like Dennis was actually going to the rack pretty aggressively and he wasn't necessarily, he chunked up a three. That was pretty bad, but I felt like that first quarter, at least he was going to the basket. I was like, okay, so, you know, maybe this is the Dennis that we're going to get tonight. And then we just didn't really see that the rest of the game. Yeah, I thought he started out well. I, I thought that the beginning of the game was good for him. Uh, I thought on defense he was still really good. I mean, Terry Rozier just couldn't get anything. He couldn't really get anything going. He was two of nine to eight points. Uh, Dennis had three steals in the game. Uh, but yeah, D- Dennis early and often when he when he attacks is good. And then when he just starts chucking threes, he was. I think he finished what was oh five tonight from three. When he just when he does that, you're just you're he's settling. And when you start settling, and this team just kind of settles. They settle for threes. They and that's. Kind of where they live and die. Uh, I want to take a quick break. And uh, and when we come back, we, we buried the lead a little bit. We need to talk about the best moment and the, the most important moment of tonight's game against the Maver- against the Celtics. The Mavericks and Celtics. All right, Brian. So, the Boston fans. Boston fans are known for many things. They're known for being rowdy. They're known for uh, enjoying alcoholic in uh, adult beverages, they are known. For, they are known for uh, other things we will not discuss that have to do with. Um, yeah, we we'll, we won't discuss those on this podcast. But right. but they are known for being super passionate. They're they're just one of the most passionate fan bases. That's why you know 
you know, Bill Simmons, a Boston sports guy, got got his start and had this massive following behind, you know, with these Boston people following him and, and following everything that he does and says. And they came out in droves tonight in support of Dirk Nowitzki. It was one of the, the greatest things that I've seen uh, from a, an opposing fan base for a player. And everyone kept talking about how Dirk's last night in the garden, Dirk's last night in the garden. We don't know that, by the way. We don't know if this is Dirk's last time that he's ever going to play there. But what did you think about the bo- about Boston you know, fans night? And then we'll talk about everything that happened in the game. I'm not surprised, Nick. I mean, people might be jaded on Boston just – uh, sports people in general. I mean, they're really a, a smart fan base, to be honest. I mean, yes, they're a little spoiled because they win Super Bowls, World Series every year, it seems like. I mean, you mix in a little uh, Stanley Cup and then NBA here and there. So, you know, they're, they've got a lot, a lot of championship meat in their bellies. So they're, you know, they're spoiled. But when it comes to actually understanding, like, a good thing, they really know how to go out and appreciate it because, you know, Paul Pierce was in that same class of Dirk. So I think they have an appreciation for that, you know, someone like Paul Pierce and they see someone like Dirk and they obviously the Celtics could have drafted someone like Dirk. So they always kind of look at that like, man, we could have drafted the next Larry Bird. So I think there's that tie in. And then, you know, Boston sports people, they're, they're really smart. Like I don't, I, some people may be jaded and think they're really dumb or blowhards. I think they're really well educated. They they see someone <laughs> well, good. I, I think they can be smart and blowhard at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, think those well, are mutually exclusive. <laughs> I don't know, but that, that's just me though. I it was really cool just to see them and super. I, a part of me wanted Dirk to get a. You know, I was hoping there would have been like some opportunity where Dirk would have had some crazy shot and you know, the Boston crowd would have exploded like they just won the game. But the, seeing that, you don't really see that in an opposing atmosphere. I don't know if we're going to see that anywhere else. And then, like you said, we're not for certain this could be Dirk's last game ever, but it, it's very wise for those people to just have that opportunity because I, I would recommend highly for those who haven't really seen Dirk that much, go out and see him because it could be his last game. Yeah. And once he's gone, he's gone. And we'll all cry. Completely agree. Uh, so <laughs> the whole thing with, with Dirk and the Boston crowd tonight, it could be his last game in the Garden. But the other thing that was, was going on, which is just kind of weird to me, is there's a record that Dirk could set. He was two points going into tonight's game. He was two points behind Kobe Bryant for most points scored by a Western Conference player in the Garden. So at, Oh, really? At Boston, yes. There was this weird thing that's going on on Twitter and uh, after the game they asked Dirk he needed just two points and so that's why they kept throwing him the ball that's why they kept trying to get him a shot because he was aware of that and gotcha. he he talked to, to uh, Dallas Morning News after the game and said that he was aware of it wished he could have gotten a shot and uh, even he said that even you know guys that were guarding him didn't put a hand up because they wanted him to hit a shot <laughs> and uh. so that's why that they uh, it's one of the reasons why and I think just Hitting one in front of the garden, in front of those fans, I think would, would you know, be enough to get him shots like that. But they they just kept throwing in the ball. If you didn't watch the game at the very end, they just kept throwing in. But I think he took, I want to try, try to look, uh, four shots in a row, <laughs> just <laughs> like down like down the court. And then uh, so with a <laughs> a minute thirteen left in the game, <laughs> JJ drives and he dishes to Dwight Powell, and Dirk is at the top of the key wide open Dwight is under the basket for an easy dunk 
and he dunks the ball, and the crowd just completely booed him, just as loud as they could. Why, it was why? one of the funniest things because they just wanted Dirk to get the ball, and at the end they were chanting Dirk, 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 and they were chanting We want Dirk, We want Dirk. <laughs> it was, I mean, that's that's some awesome stuff. Like that, that like you said, that's some stuff to get your uh, your tear ducts working. So that's another reason why, if you guys didn't watch the game. Uh, there's kind of that whole subplot that was going on there. Uh, by the way, I'll, I'll end that conversation with this. That Dwight Powell dunk with a minute 13 left to the Boston <laughs> fans food, that was their only basket, their only points that they scored in the last three minutes and 42 seconds. Oof, man, that's not good. Because I know towards the end of the first up until the second, they went four minutes without scoring. And, yeah, you can't yeah, – god dang. So they went that long without scoring? They scored 25 points. Yeah, the, the last minute was just giving the ball to Dirk though. So you, you kind of have to – you kind of throw that out a little bit uh, oh, because they're just trying to force it to him. But still, the, the la- you know, in, in crunch time, these last couple of minutes, they just couldn't get anything going. Uh, it, it's just tough. I appreciate you sharing that. I had no idea because that makes more sense why he chunked up eight threes. Because had, he made, <laughs> yeah. had he made a three, he would have broke the record. Now, I mean because – Especially since he's such a you know admirer of Kobe, uh, dang, that makes me sad for him that he didn't break that. <laughs> oh man! So all right, well let's stop talking about this game because I'm just I'm done talking about this game. It was uh, the Mavericks fall to a uh, let's see an 18 and 20 record. They Woo! are tied with Memphis for the 11th spot. And they are just two games behind. No, I think they're a game and a half behind Sacramento. They are a game behind Utah for 10th. They are right now two and a half games behind the Lakers for eighth. So still real close. Still really, really close. But you've got a lot of games coming up here for Sacramento. You got a lot of Memphis and you got a lot of Minnesota. Yeah, on the road too. So yeah, and Minnesota is a half game behind them for thirteenth, and uh, New Orleans is right there at fourteen. And th- that whole section <sighs> from from Sacramento on to New Orleans is just all packed in there. They're all within you know a, a game and a half of each other, two and a half games of each other. It's do you wild. think Phoenix? Do you think Phoenix feels bad because like yeah, they're like yes, the yes, ugly, they're, they're, still, the they're still bad. <laughs> they're the ugly girl at the dance that doesn't <laughs> like nobody has it wants to ask her to dance and. They're almost well, yeah, because they haven't even won ten games this season. But everybody <laughs> else is competitive. They have a chance for the playoffs. Well, and like they, they went on that four game winning streak, so they've shown some competence. You know, they've won. What have they? Yeah, they won on a five game losing streak right after they won five out of seven. So yeah, they, right. they just they can be really bad, <laughs> and they are you know selling off their best players and you know Trevor Ariza and, and Tyson Chandler is now with the Lakers and. They're just—they're not trying. So they, could they be better if they went all for it? Yes, but you know, I think that team is is still bad. Or if they just play the Mavericks every game. Yeah, if they played the Mavericks every game, they'd win the title <laughs> all the time. <laughs> they win the title. Uh, but I think if they were in the East, I think they would be the best of the that bottom group of Atlanta, Chicago, New York, and Cleveland. Hmm. I mean, I guess that's a compliment. I guess. But they'd yeah, be better I mean, than Washington. Which is what we were saying about the Mavericks last year. So, ooh, okay, fair enough. So, I'm with you. oh, how the tables have <laughs> <laughs> turned. Uh, all right, well, let's take a quick break because when we come back, I want to get into the 
All-Star voting. The first returns have come back for the fan vote for All-Star, and we haven't talked about it. I haven't talked about it yet on this podcast. I had to take a uh, break from it yesterday because my voice was just completely gone, and you guys didn't want to listen to me saying, Luka Doncic, second (laughs) in front court. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, where did Luka finish in the All-Star voting? First returns. All right, Brian. So first returns from the fan voting of the All-Star game in Charlotte is back. Uh, It started during Christmas, and so it went for about 10 days or so, and they brought the first returns back. And I'm sure you guys have seen it by now, but Luka finished second in front court for the Western Conference. They picked three front court players to start. They put two guards to start uh, from each side. And it's the the whole system now is very weird. So I'm going to explain it to everybody. Hopefully, this is the only time I'll have to do this. But probably not. This is the, probably not. This is the whole system for it. So they pick two guards, three front court players. So they don't do a center anymore. They just do three front court players. So that's all your wings, all your small forwards, power forwards, centers, however you want to classify them now. So Luca is in there. LeBron is in there. You know, Paul George, Stephen Adams, Jokic. You know, Draymond Green. All those guys are in the same category. Okay. And so they also then then they do guards and the voting works like this the fan vote votes for the starters and five okay. five of these players will will come out of this fan vote counts for fifty percent of the vote uh, coaches vote counts for or uh, executive vote counts for twenty five percent and players vote counts for twenty five percent so the players will vote on five starters from each conference and then I think it's executive I'm pretty sure it's executive or media it could be media. But there's another 25% that comes from elsewhere. I'll just put it that way. So it's not player vote? Player vote is 25%. 25%. And then there's another 25%. So somebody will tweet me and be like, why didn't you know this? Um, so that's how this whole thing comes about for the five starters on each side. Then the five starters will get picked from each conference. The rest will be filled out. I think there's two more guards, two more you know, front court spots and then two wild card spots on each side that fills out the bench and the coaches pick those out. Okay. Coaches pick that out. And then they'll do the whole draft like they did last year with Curry and and LeBron picking the whole roster. They can pick from whoever the starters will obviously start like they did last year, but then they'll pick whoever they want from each side. They could have, you know, four Western conference players and one Eastern conference player and their starters or whatever. I think also the captains will be different this year. So I think last year it was, it was LeBron and Curry. This year it will be whoever is the top two vote getters uh, from each conference. So this year so far, it would be Giannis. Okay. And Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. <laughs> Bring it back. 2011. Because LeBron would be the, the number one vote getter so far in the West. And Curry would be the second. And then third is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose got almost 700,000 votes so far. Um, for can, for can I ask you something real quick, Nick? Go ahead. So do you, do you feel like the fan base is actually getting smarter or like not are they getting dumber when they're doing this? Because remember back in the day we would get you know, like Yao Ming would get voted in all the time and he wasn't even playing. Right. Right. So but now this year we've got DeMarcus Cousins who hasn't even played a game. He's he has over 90,000 votes. <laughs> yeah. DeMarcus Cousins has more votes right now than like LaMarcus Aldridge or. <laughs> Who, who's actually playing and doing well. Um, so the, the voting kind of went out like this. LeBron is number one in, in Western front court. Luka is number two. 
He's above Kevin Durant, who's number three. He's also above Anthony Davis, Paul George, Steven Adams, Jokic, Kyle Kuzma, hilariously, at eighth. Uh, Draymond, and then, like you said, DeMarcus Cousins came in. He got the 10th most votes of any front court player in the West, even though he is yet to suit up. He has practiced, though. <laughs> he has, he Practice. has practiced with the Warriors. Uh, and then the guards, Curry, Rose, who would be the starters right now. James Harden, Westbrook, Thompson, Lillard, DeRozan, Lonzo, funny enough. And then Devin Booker, who's like, I feel like he's barely played. But when he has, he's been good. Chris Paul right. also has missed a ton of games. But I think fans have gotten just, just this is the same. It's the same. I don't think it's gotten better, <laughs> better or worse in the uh, the time. But I think they put that safeguard after the, the Zaza Pachulia almost started the All-Star. Zaza. When Zaza almost that. started, I think it was two years ago, when he almost started the All-Star game. They put this safeguard in of the you know the players voting, and then I think it's media or executives. I actually have to look that up right now. But, um, but yeah, that, after that safeguard's been put in, I, I don't. I don't think that it'll it'll matter too much because I don't think that some I don't think a Derrick Rose is going to start the All Star game. I think he should. Don't you agree? Uh, I think that people want him to play. I also don't think Dwayne Wade should start in the East, and he would right now if if it just uh, went to the fan vote. Why? I wish you could have down votes. I wish this was like Reddit where we can just send a whole drove <laughs> of people to downvote Dwayne Wade. Yes, let's do it. Can we do <laughs> that. that? And by the way, you can vote by just Googling a player. So just Google Luka Doncic NBA All-Star vote, and it'll just come up automatically. It says, do you want to vote for this player? You click it. You have to be signed in. Uh, yeah, and that that's it's as easy as that. Go vote for Luka every single day. I think you can vote for 10 players every single day. You should. But does that make it fair then? That's like everything's saturated then. What do you mean saturated? Or like it's like, okay, so like – so essentially, I could vote for Luca like a hundred times, right? Yes. Uh, is it open a hundred days? I don't know if it's open a hundred days. You can vote once uh, per. You can vote once okay, gotcha, per day. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so if it's like open up for thirty days or something like that, or let's say, yes. Oh, it's a media panel, by the way. So a media panel uh, counts for twenty five percent. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, but what did you think about some of the other returns that came back? Uh, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis. That kind of came out as as planned in the east Kyrie, Dwayne, Wade, Kemba, Ben Simmons, Victor Oladipo is the top 5 guards. Uh Kemba and Kyrie I think is who's going to end up starting, but Dwayne Wade kind of sneaking in there. He's about 90,000 votes ahead of Kemba Walker. <laughs> kind of interesting. Stupid. The stupid. Dwayne Wade one last dance thing. What do you think about it because Isaac and I have lamented it and talked about how stupid it is. It's it's really dumb. Like <laughs> okay, my my thing is like all-star games in general, let's just call spade to spade. They're dumb. They're really dumb. Like, just because, in my opinion, let's say if the, somebody that really deserves to be there is not there, like, let's say, if, especially if we've got somebody who's going to retire. It's like the same thing with baseball. It's like there's a dude, like, on his last leg. He's going to get all the all-star votes because they want to see him in there, like Derek Jeter or someone like that, you know? And, you know, the – Wade's been like okay, he's had his moments, but like he doesn't deserve to start the game. I mean, they're playing in Charlotte. Kemba's playing as good as he usually does. Like, just let him start the game, and then plus this could be Kemba's last year in Charlotte. Maybe I don't know, but like I would rather have if you can just give me somebody that's at least like the hometown guy. Like I can justify that over like this guy who's like eh, on his last leg, just about to bite the big one, so to speak, and just hit the dusty trails. I hope. 
I hope, because if he comes back and says, hey, just kidding, and we have to go through this again. Oh, my gosh, no way. He's committed to this so hard. There's there's absolutely no way he just comes back. That would be such a bad, like, PR thing. I will, will, like, lead the the writer people and demand satisfaction. I don't know what could be done. Um, So with with this, though – in the all okay, so I think it was either Bill Simmons or the starters had mm-hmm. a great idea for this. There should be one legacy spot, so you get all the the regular starters, you get all of the the bench players, and you get one legacy spot from each side. So this year, like Dirk would be able to be the legacy spot in the Western Conference, and Dwayne Wade would be the legacy spot in the Eastern Conference, where it's like their last ride, their their last you know the the old guys going out. So how come Dirk hasn't like let's say. If this is Dirk's hypothetical last year, how come he's not getting as many votes as Dwayne Wade? It's a great question. He hasn't made as, he hasn't made as big of a deal about it. I think. I feel like Dwayne Wade doing the whole video montage of himself, you know, saying this uh, the last dance, having the hashtag with a little emoji. I mean, he's got a hashtag with an emoji. I mean, he has really you know stepped into this big time. Go, just go away, please. Do us all a favor. Just go away, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can go away and, like, have it not be all about yourself. It's, like, one thing if, like, let's say we were, work, like, working at the same company. I'd worked there for, like, 30 years, and I was about to retire. Be like, oh, hashtag, like, Nick, this is my last day, like, last Friday ever or something like that. Yeah. You know, there's, like, a, a way to go about, like, your business, normal protocol without making it all about you. If somebody else is doing it, that's one thing. But, like, you're just making about me, 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 me. Like, dude, yes, yeah, you'll probably end up in the Hall of Fame one day, like, unfortunately. But, like, just – Tone it down a little bit. Go out with just a little, just chill, man. Pull, go, t- you never saw Tim Duncan do anything like this. I mean, Kobe, I, I feel like Kobe was not that bad when he left, right? Oof, man. Uh, I don't, Kobe wasn't, so Kobe did it in the middle of the season. He didn't start a season, you know, saying this is my last season. He had that mm-hmm. letter in, that he put out in, you know, Philadelphia when he it was, when he announced it, he was in Philadelphia, which is where he's from. And he's, put out like a poem or something weird like that uh, to tell everybody that it was his last season and then uh, went from there. But I mean, his last game was was one of the most intense, like last (laughs) games as far as tributes go. And they changed the court for him. And, but, but Kobe's a bigger deal than Dwayne Wade. So, Oh yeah, for sure. Like, and I mean, Kobe's never been like a big social media guy anyway, like where he's just on there all the time. Obviously that's like, was a little bit before he came up in the NBA, obviously, where Dwayne and everybody had a, maybe a little bit more handle on it. But it's just and even Kobe was like two or three years ago. I mean, that that was right. It's a long time in in today's time. It just seems like two or three years. I mean, no, Barack joke, Obama man. was the president. <laughs> Dang, for real, it's a long time ago. So, any last any last thoughts about the All Star voting? Vince Carter, number seven in Western Con- yes. or in Eastern Conference front court voting, got seventy six thousand. Uh, less than DeMarcus Cousins, but he still got a bunch of votes there. So that was pretty cool to see. Can I actually share uh, the rookies that have made the all-star team with you? I'm sure you've already looked it up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, share with our audience. Okay, so just so that our you know faithful MMFLs out there could get a little crazy. Um, so I'm going to read off some rookies that have made the all-star teams. So uh, Michael Jordan, 
Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, Dikembe Mutombo, Shaq, Grant Hill, Tim Duncan, Yao Ming, Blake Griffin. That's not it. a bad company. Oh no, uh, no, I was just going through like uh, eighty-five. So there was actually some more people after that. I mean, you got Olajuwon, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. If you wanted to go a little further back, but that's some uh, pretty nice company to be in, buddy. That's good. Blake Griffin yes. is the one that kind of stands out as. But I don't know. Could, could Blake Griffin be like the Patrick Ewing of this generation? I don't know. Uh, dude, that rookie I feel like year Patrick Blake Ewing Griffin, is better, but yeah, that I mean, I, I, a lot of people don't remember that Blake rookie year. He was pretty good, man. Really good. I think that was the same year he got hurt too. I believe, right? No, he missed his first season, so his rookie year was like Ben right. Simmons. His, okay, where he, so uh, he... yeah, didn't play that whole year. So yeah, but he that official rookie year was pretty nuts i think he was 20 and 12 or something crazy like that yeah yeah blake blake was really good and uh he's still really good i mean he's changed his game a little bit but uh but just have he hasn't taken that next level to where you know like what what durant has done yeah yeah um and then of course yao yao ming's rookie year i mean it was like okay but obviously he had uh, a lot of support um uh, over in Asia, most definitely. He had he had billions of supporters. Let's put it that yes, way. Yes, billions. <laughs> All right, billions. Brian. It is uh is good to hear from you. Good to have you on. And uh, hopefully tomorrow or tonight, if you're listening to this on Saturday, the Mavericks play against the Sixers, and the Sixers are they're dealing with some drama. <laughs> Jimmy Butler has apparently come out and uh, questioned his coach. Surprise, surprise, about his role. Uh, it was all over the jump today and everything. So. Sixers are dealing with some drama right now. Uh, they're six and four in their last ten, so they're not. I mean, it's, they're not tanking or you know doing anything crazy right now. But uh, I think they're vulnerable. So hopefully, the Mavericks on the second night of back to back can finally, <laughs> finally win a game. I still don't. I don't think they've won a game on the second night of a back to back. But hopefully, uh, nope. Hopefully, Saturday night is the night. So you're telling me, Nick, it's not always sunny in Philadelphia, is what you're telling me? Not for the Mavericks. Oh. Ouch. At least not Sixers, now. Maybe. At least not now, no. but hopefully it can be. All right, Brian. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. I will be back tomorrow. I'm not sure who I'll be back with, but I'll be back tomorrow. Peace out. Boom. Later.